Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Tom. Welcome to the Being Church podcast. I'm introducing this week's episode because, as you may know, our friend Seminarian Will is spending some time in the Holy Land with a buddy of his. And, you know, Will is so tech savvy and just loves this place so much that he wants to share his adventure with us any way he can. And so I've got to make in a couple podcast episodes for the Being Church podcast and for you all to listen to. Um, so the following episode is Will and one of his buddies just telling telling the story of their travels um, the first few days in Jerusalem. If you don't already follow Will on social media, check him out on Facebook and Twitter uh, because he's posting pictures and stories from his travels. He's sending me some daily updates, so I'm hoping to get a something like a daily journal out, a daily uh, audio blog out soon. So that would be that'll be really cool. Will, we love you. We miss you. Be safe. Enjoy the episode. We're not in our normal studio, folks. Uh-huh. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> welcome to the Being Church podcast. This is Will. Uh, we're, I'm coming at you live from Jerusalem. Uh, been here about a week. I'm joined not by Tom Karani, our usual uh, our usual other host of the Being Church podcast, but by um, Mark Abair. Mark's a seminarian for the Archdiocese of Galveston, Houston. Uh, he's a classmate of mine, and uh, we're living this experience of Jerusalem. Uh, together, so it's pretty uh, pretty cool. Uh, so for the we'll probably do three or four episodes here, and we'll see how that goes, and uh, and maybe we'll have some other guests from other people in our program. Um, but Mark, tell us about yourself. Well, hello, thank you. Um, this is so formal compared to the rest of them. It's great. It's okay. I'm just we can be I'm, more casual. No, no, no. We've just never had a guest on the. the oh, we've had a we've had a guest, okay. but not really. Uh-huh. Like it's always someone who we worked with, and you're like my friend. Sure. But this is a different situation. We, I don't have Tom's much better at this than I am. So uh, anyway, but the people will love it. That's so, right. Anyway, tell us who you are. I rudely interrupted you. Well, I'm Mark Abair. Uh, like Will said, I'm a seminarian for the Archdiocese of Galveston, Houston. We're classmates at St. Mary's Seminary in Houston. And yeah, so um been in seminary eight years now. And so, uh, yeah, it's been great. But uh, You're from where? Originally, I'm from around the Beaumont area. Uh, kind of grew up on the Gulf Coast, sort of out in the country. And uh, cool. entered seminary right out of high school. Okay, give us your... Uh minute and 30 second or less vocation story because i know you have one because i'm a seminarian and everyone has that yes yeah oh one minute okay so basically my vocation story i always call it it's not a it's not a flashy vocation story it's a vocation story of you know i was born to a catholic family baptized on my month birthday i was born on july 26 baptized on august 26 Makes it easy to remember. They're very easy to remember. Yeah. And, um, you know, just grew up in a Catholic home and really, you know, my parents were very involved in the faith. My grandparents were very involved in the faith and brought us up just that it was a normal part of our life and that, you know, being a priest, I'm the youngest of three boys, and being a priest was always something that was an option in our family, that being a male Catholic, you should think about that, and that should be a valid career choice, if you want to put it that way, <laughs> on the table. Yeah, and uh, so, you know, by the time I um, got into high school, you know, I really started seriously thinking about it. Um, 
my mother, it, you know, told me from when I was very little I was going to be a priest. I <laughs> uh, didn't quite believe her. Um, but I, you know, in, in high school I started to, there was a very small voice, you know, that just sort of was leading that me down sure. that path, you know. And um, I want to do other things. I was very involved in band and theater, and I thought I wanted to do those things. I wanted to go live in New York City. I oh. was tired of living in the country. And, uh, from like a small, small town, very, like very 45 small. minutes to go to the grocery store. Yep. We a gallon about. of milk, a, you know, <laughs> or anything 45 minutes away, kind of yeah. very small public school. And, um, that call continued to grow. That's awesome. And so it was just a very natural choice for me after high school. Cool. So, uh, yeah, so we find ourselves here together. Uh, and Mark's been my classmate for a year, two years, two years now. now. Yeah. Two, a year in the seminary and then a year on pastoral mm-hmm. year. Um, and, um, so it's really great that his bishop and my bishop both allowed us to come here yes. <laughs> and that it happened to be at the same time. Uh, cause you know, whatever experience we go through in life, it's, it's cool to have someone that's in a similar state of life to go through that experience mm-hmm. with. So I'm really grateful uh, for you being here, Mark. Mm-hmm. And I'm grateful to have someone else on the <laughs> podcast cause it'd be really boring without, you. Yeah. um, Israeli, Israeli police. <laughs> yeah. So we are in Jerusalem. So I do apologize for any uh, any wind gusts or anything like that. We uh, we don't have AC, obviously, in the room. So the windows are so open. So the windows are completely <laughs> open. And we got a fan going in the other room, not in this room. Uh, but that's just part of the deal and probably just adds to the ambiance and all that kind of stuff. So um, it's been – so I got here one day late. Mm-hmm. And I got here on Monday, um, and it's we're recording this on a uh, just after the Shabbat has ended. Yes, uh, so that's a Saturday night. Shabbat Shalom. Uh, well, well, Shabbat Shalom. If 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 we it's were still, still Shabbat, there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Are the three stars the out? Three yet? stars are out. Okay, so probably not. But um, yeah, so it has been a packed week. I got here on Monday at five 30 and we have been doing things every day, yeah. all day. Oh, yeah. And every day I'm like, okay, I'm going to have time to like record a good podcast, record something, figure out this thing. And I find myself going to bed later and later and later <laughs> in the day. Cause I'm committed to certain things and I want to get them done, but I don't have time. Um, so, but that being said that, it's been an amazing experience Absolutely. so far, right? Um, and an important—I don't know what. What are, I guess before I ask any other question, what's your impressions so far? What have you experienced this week? That's yeah, yeah. There's been uh, so much. Like, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I got here on Sunday at five thirty p.m. Uh, after f- flying, you know, for forever. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just been packed. Sort of not really even a moment to catch our breaths. Really, I feel like. Um, Which is interesting because part of this pilgrimage is to learn how to like, is to pray, right? Like this is not just like we're coming to Jerusalem. Yeah. Yeah. But it's been, you know, so I think one thing about this program, I think that's really interesting or what they try to do and we're going to be here for a month is there's an educational component to it, you know, and so we, we have lectures about certain topics, Judaism, you know, and we're going to have, this week has been focused on Judaism, I think, is sort of their, uh, you know, so lectures about Judaism, about how to, how um, Jews read the Bible, how they do exegesis, and then going the history of Jerusalem from the Jewish perspective. And uh, so it's been, I've learned a lot 
learned a lot yeah. about Judaism that I um, didn't know or have learned better, you know, intuitions that I had. So that's been great. Yeah. The history, I feel like we've learned a lot of history this week. Yeah, it's been a ton of history. And at first, when I first got here and we got to those classes, I was like, wait, I just want to go to the tomb of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, exactly. But uh, like, tomb, Why are we in this lecture hall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I could listen to this guy anywhere in the world. But, you know, our tour guide today, who is the, the first Christian tour guide mm-hmm. um, that we've had, and all of our, our guides have been really good. Tantor's done an excellent job of, like, finding people that know what they're talking about. Very well educated. Even if they're not Christian, right? Like they, I was impressed with the knowledge of the Jewish tour guide about the Christian religion. Oh yes. You know, not saying that everything she said was like a gold mine, but it was good. It was really good stuff. Um, And an interesting perspective. Oh yeah. For us. Yeah. Yeah, For, especially coming from, from the West where it's, I mean, even if people aren't Christian, everything is pretty much based off of a Christian mentality from like a, from the surface level. Um, what I found interesting today, there are two, I don't know if you picked this up. He said, um, you get to, you get to experience the living stones of, of Jerusalem and of the Holy land rather than just the stones of of this place. right? Right. So, so many people come here, uh, and they, it's like the trip of a lifetime Yeah. and they don't have, this is something I'm really grateful for. They don't have four weeks. They have, a week and they want to see the holy places. They mm-hmm. want to pray where Jesus died. They want to pray where Jesus rose from the dead. They want to pray uh, at where he was born and where mm-hmm. the Annunciation happened and all of those things. And I think that in my heart, that was what was happening at the beginning of the the week. Like I was like, let's go. Yeah. But I, I really, with that guy saying that today, I was like, this is a really good thing to be able to slow, like meet the living stones of this place, mm-hmm. um, which has brought me uh, the reason. One of the reasons I say that is one of the things we've talked about a lot is like, why do we even come to these sites? You know, is this the best place to play pray or to, to play, to pray on earth? Right. Like, yeah. is this, is it better to pray in Jerusalem than it is in Austin? College Station, Texas, yeah. or Beaumont, or Houston, or, Houston yeah. or you know uh, uh, Austin, or wherever? St. Louis, King of France Catholic Church and School in Austin, Texas, mm-hmm. or uh, you were at Christ the Good Shepherd. Christ the Good Shepherd right? in Christ spring. In spring, you know, like yeah, I think it's really interesting. You know, I. What I've noticed following our other tour guides, especially our Jew- Jewish tour guides that we've had who have been very knowledgeable, and uh, even our Jewish lecturers, extremely knowledgeable. And what I would like to add, too, to that is that they have been knowledgeable, but they are actually very faithful, it seems, most of yeah. them. Oh, Faith- yeah. Faithful Jews, right? They are practicing their faith. Yeah, I mean, and so it's something to different degrees, yeah. um, but it's something ne- very near and dear to their hearts. You know, it makes a difference in their lives, which is good yeah. <laughs> to see. Um, just like our Christian tour guide today, how much he cares, you know, about yeah. the holy places. But, you know, what I've noticed on that same point, our Jewish tour guides, almost all of them at some point made a reference to thanking us for coming for this long, for this program, to take the time to actually learn about 
you know, the living stones, to actually learn about the history and to really encounter Jerusalem, you know, because a lot of them said, you know, many people come only for 10 days, right? And because they can't, that's all they yeah, have. It's totally fine. They were, they were totally fine with that. What but, we have is a luxury. Like, oh, absolutely. Is... <laughs> As is a total blessing. Yeah. But they've, you know, to it was sort of like, yeah, thank you for, for, for it's, you have a great opportunity to learn yeah. and to actually really encounter and take it, take advantage of that. And thank you for, for willing to spend eight, four weeks here. Um, but yeah, about, is this a, on that topic of, is this place better to pray? And our tour guide today, when he was talking about how the phenomenon of Christian immigration uh, from the Holy Land, especially Palestine, that the Christians are leaving the Holy Land. And this is a trend that's been happening for a while now. Um, and now we're to the point where it's kind of very mm -hmm. low numbers. To give you an idea, like in Palestine, which is kind of what you think of the West Bank. So it's Bethlehem and all these little villages in Gaza. Hebron. Hebron. There's about 4.9 million people. I think that's what he said. Yeah, today. that's what he said. Yeah. And there's about 40 to 50,000 Catholics, or yeah. not Catholics, Christians, of which about half of them are Greek Orthodox of some sort. 30% uh, are some some sort of Catholic. Latin Catholics Latin, of some sort. Of, Latin Catholics. Or Eastern Catholics. Eastern Catholics. And then a few other things. Yeah. I can't remember exactly what he said. but um, so anyway. A collection of Protestant so, denominations. Yeah, it's like 1% of, a, of the place where Jesus was born is Christian. Christian. Everyone else is Muslim pretty there's some there's probably some views somewhere in there but yes. which is highly controversial oh yeah it, <laughs> that's another thing we've learned this week it's very complicated it's extremely complicated <laughs> if complicated was said once it was said a million times it's this week. like i i you know that's another lecture this oh, time that's, a, that's I, a whole I don't, other topic i don't expect to learn all yeah. of it but holy crap dude it is so complicated like mm. and they're very strong feelings oh and yeah, and and you're like, uh, what am I supposed to say? You know, yeah. <laughs> and what, what, like, and you almost feel, in some ways, you feel bad as like a Westerner, where you're like, uh, do we really cause, you know, yeah, do we I mean, cause that's some been, of this problem? Yeah, you know, by, I don't know. Anyway, well, that's another, that's another but, podcast, I think, with Palestine. Yeah. I think that would be an interesting thing to talk about. Yeah, though, we should do that. Of Palestine and Israel and. All that mess. But, um, you know, when it comes to places to pray, is this place a better place to pray? You know, I've been thinking the same thing. And so about Christian immigration, one thing he said today was, why do Christians leave, right? Because it seems other, he, he said, like, other Christians sometimes come and ask the Palestinian Christians, well, why are you leaving? You, you know, this is sort of your job to, you're from here, right? Why aren't you you're supposed staying. to be here. You're supposed to be here and represent, and Christ, represent here. Christ. And, you know, wh why are you doing that? And not to not to even address the sort of horrible conditions they live in. I mean, they have a right to seek the better a better life. Yeah. That's number one. But also, he said something that is really interesting. Well, for Christians, he brought up this question. Is this place better to pray for us? Um because we, it's not a, Christianity is not about a place right. anymore, right? It's it, not like Judaism and Islam is, right? You know, and he said this, right? You know, when you think of 
Islam, you have to go to Mecca. Yeah, it's part of the tenets it's of faith. Faith. It's one of the pillars of Islam. You have to make, a, you know, once in your life at least go to Mecca. Yeah. For to be a, you know, what it means now, we've learned, definitely now in late 20th, 20th and 21st century Judaism, to be a Jew, you have to be connected some way to Jerusalem. There's yeah. this idea, right, that you have to be connected to the place, the land. Which... I mean, that's a historical. Oh, absolutely right? historical, like for the sure. Land, the covenant, all of those things. Yeah. yeah anyway. And it's even more emphasized now with the state of Israel, right? You have yeah. to be attached. But for us Christians, we don't have that, right? Uh, which makes total sense to us, you know. Uh, but, you know, and I, I brought up earlier that I was sort of thinking about this as well earlier this week because a Cistercian monk, when I was first year in seminary, Someone, he had been in the monastery cloistered for his entire life. Yeah. And a student asked him, have, Father, have you ever been to the Holy Land? And he said no. Sure. And they asked him, well, shouldn't you, don't you want to go? And, and he responded with something I'll never forget. And he said, you know, whatever, there's great, wonderful reasons to go to the Holy Land. And he said, but why would I want to go there? Jesus was there. But he is here in the tabernacle. And it's something very, it's always stuck with me and it's very profound and it's been on my mind a lot because there's a really profound truth to that yeah. about what we believe. And I think it's two sides of the same coin that, right, the holy places are so important. And I think you'll agree with me, like already being here a week has completely transformed my understanding of scripture yeah no, i mean he, he, pray we were even the other day we were praying the psalms in morning prayer and like we prayed us we prayed one of the psalms and we were just like it made so much Jerusalem, more the walls surround it and we're sitting in jerusalem we're like oh yeah there's the walls and you know we go up the tribes of the lord and, and you're just like oh yeah you know the kidron valley and this makes total sense i mean we, yeah. we were walking up to the pilgrim gate and we were you know the the prayers of the priests Oh, yeah. the priest I will go up saying, unto the altar of God. The God who gives joy to my youth. Yeah. And it makes just so much more sense. And there, I mean, we went to the Holy Sepulchre, and there is a palpable it's a plate. holiness, right? You're like, this is Jesus' yeah. tomb. This is where he was, you know, anointed after he was crucified, taken down from the cross. Yeah. So there, there is, and that's yeah. and it's sacramental, right? Like today, we, we went with the, the Franciscans on their um, procession oh, yeah. down into the... The place of the nativity, right? The place where Jesus was born, the place where he was laid in a manger. And they get, to, for like hundreds of years, they've done a procession at noon that is in this is in Latin. And it's songs and hymns and then prayers and, and incense. incense. And it's all everything you Latin, want, right? Everything Catholic, you want right? it to be. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, and, and I just, many of the prayers commenting to the, one of our uh, Protestant um uh, there's a couple who's a, one of them's a Protestant minister, um, and her husband are here with us on this on this kind of um, program program, right? And I was commenting to her like, you know, I had heard so many of those prayers or those songs before, right? Not, not all of them, right? And and maybe not exactly the way that they were, but but they were clearly things that I could recognize and be a part of. But what was so interesting about it and, and it struck my mind was this word, and it's in Latin, hawk, right? Here, like this place, in this this place, mm -hmm. right? Um, it was added to that. And so it was really cool to get to pray in that place, right? right. To, to be able to, 
to be a part of this that. right here. This, 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 yeah. this right. Yeah. And, um, you know, that, that God was born in this place, like yeah. in this cave, right? <laughs> in here. this cave, you know, and yeah, do we know the exact spot where he was born? Uh, you know, tradition says here. Some people say here. This general vicinity, but this, yeah, yeah. this cave, this, cave. Right? this set of caves, right? And yeah. that this was the the, sh- the field where the the shepherds were, mm. where they saw the angels Announced. crying out, "Glory to God in the highest," yeah. you know? where Ruth. Where Ruth, where Ruth gleaned in the field yeah. and Boaz saw her. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and then not only that, right? Which are by far the most important things, but that for two thousand years, like these are the oldest things that I've ever, yeah. except for the I, I had the blessing of being able to go to Egypt mm-hmm. and I saw the pyramids, and that those are way older. <laughs> but, yeah. but like these are the oldest, certainly Christian. Oh, for sure. Things that I could possibly see, mm-hmm. right? Like. There's, I don't think there's any place on earth that it, it may be like Antioch or something like yeah. that. But, but even then. But even yeah. then, right? Like, just this this place has a tradition. But is it like... Yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, it's that sacramentality that really, that it's a, we, in a way, we, right, we need these places to, we need these places to come and for pilgrimage, right, to reinvigorate us, to connect us with that, yeah, Jesus became incarnate here. He walked on this earth and he was, you know, this is the stone he was laid on to be anointed after a beer. I mean, like, right, it's that sacrament, a very Catholic principle. People still pour oil that smells, smells good. And as I put my hand on it, and it's like, yeah. oh. If there has been one thing that has been absolutely confirmed is that humans need sacraments <laughs> like the sacramentality the human we yeah. need it and like here it is on display how much it is so essential and god in his infinite wisdom you know n- knows this and has given us to it. i think that's what the holy places are right and that's it shows forth in a greater way really what the incarnation means yeah. but on that exact on that exact same on the opposite side of that coin is also a recognition of kind of a great blessing that Christ gave to us in a freedom. You know, we're not attached to a land, a particular place, right? Because we follow a person. Sure. Um, Like our tour guide said today, he said, you know, for is Islam to, to uh, the best place to pray, right? Is in Mecca, right? To, for, for, for a Jew, the best place to pray is Jerusalem. Yeah. No question. And he said, but where do Catholics or where do Christians pray? And he said, you know, we worship, we pray in spirit and truth. Yeah. And yeah. that that's very profound. I mean, that's a, like, you're like, wow. It's the line yeah. from the Samaritan or the Samaritan woman of Samaria. Yeah. Jacob's well. Jacob's well. Yeah. yeah. My ancestors worshiped God here on Yeah. This on what mountain? Where should I go? You know, and I tell you, yeah. And Jesus so, says spirit and truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's something... Uh, I really, it's a tension. I mean, it's I would, a tension, yeah, I and think. I would never like if someone, if you have the chance to oh, go to Jerusalem, come to Jerusalem, come to Jerusalem, like <laughs> the holy places. You, you go. We and, haven't been to Galilee yet. We have not been to Galilee. We have. We haven't even. And honestly, we've hit. Well, we've hit the two major mysteries of the Christian faith, right? The incarnation. Well, not even the incarnation. Well, the the birth, the nativity, the nativity. and then the 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 resurrection. Um, and we're looking forward to 
it going back actually to both of those places mm. probably. Um, yeah, we'll be we were able to uh, sign up for a really <laughs> great and awesome thing, which we are all pumped about. Is we're going to be able to spend the night in the Holy Sepulcher. Uh, the Holy Sepulcher is is a very complex relationship between. <laughs> Roman Catholics or the Latin Catholics. Yeah, it's important um, not to call them. Yes, yes, <laughs> Latin Catholics, Greek Orthodox and Armenian Oriental Orthodox uh, churches. We share the Holy Sepulchre and what is known as the status quo. We also share that with the Coptic Orthodox and the Ethiopian Orthodox, though they're sort of minor and the players. Syrians. And the Syrians, but the three the they're the big three and yeah. so each group is allowed to have pilgrims stay overnight in the sepulchre because there's only one entrance to the sepulchre and it is locked at a certain time by a muslim family because the muslims the, <laughs> the muslim family is the only one who can keep the peace because it's an external advice like observer right so he they have the key to muslim families and uh there's a whole liturgy of locking the door and closing the door and once you're in all the monks from all the different churches and the pilgrims are locked in all night so you stay all night long and then they let you out at 5 a.m and during this night, all the different churches there pray and have divine liturgy and mass and everything in the night. So we're going to spend the night in the Holy Sepulchre yeah. in a few weeks, which is going we'll to be do a podcast after that. That's going to be pretty exciting. Divine liturgy by the Greek Orthodox Church is done in the tomb of the resurrection at midnight, <laughs> which is going to be pretty sweet. That's uh, great. So, but yeah, so it's 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 a really I think a good healthy tension to, to contemplate. You know that at the at the same time, you're just blown away by being like, this is the place that Jesus was raised from the dead. This is where he died for our sins, right? And this yeah. is this is where he was anointed. And this is where he was born. Like, this is where the word became incarnate. You know, or, and yeah. we're about to see where the word became incarnate in Nazareth. Yeah. Um, but then not to let... It, I mean, you could almost have the temptation, right? To, like, when you leave, to be discouraged in a way. Because there's so much a concentration of, like, sacred places. But then remember, like, well... but. In, in every parish church, but right? in every tabernacle yeah. is Jesus yeah. is the Lord, right? Yeah. He's here. Um, yeah. But we were also talking today about as we were making a schedule of different liturgies, <laughs> different liturgies that we're going to go to because we are seminarians and that's what we do. Um, yeah. Is the amount of prayer that happens in this city in Jerusalem yeah. specifically? I mean, just. All the formal liturgies of all the all the Christian denominations. Number one, not to mention all the pilgrims. Oh, right, like yeah, and they come from different places and they come from all over the world. Things, but and then all you know the Jewish services and the Islamic services. I yeah. mean, you know, last night for um, Shabbat we went to <laughs> uh, uh, a synagogue to see the um, Friday yeah. evening. The, the, the welcoming in of Shabbat, Shabbat yeah. um, which is the shorter service. So for all the Catholics out there, um, <laughs> the welcoming in of Shabbat at the uh, synagogue was, we had a short, because there was no sermon, because it's summer. Uh, it was about an hour, 45, yeah, 45 minutes. Hour. However, their main service on, on Shabbat, on Saturday, is three hours? Yeah, two to three hours. Two to three hours long? Yeah. And that's just sort of, it's like a normal normal so Saturday morning this is what you do and then you read Torah all day you, long you have a great meal actually it was so um, it was really interesting right like kind of this emphasis or at least the way it was presented here and I'm sure that I mean the Jews are just like Catholics in a way 
Like, as, there's the Jews. As they say, as, as our Jewish teachers have taught us this week, there is apparently a very, uh, very common <laughs> joke amongst the Jewish community here in Jerusalem that wherever two Jews are present, Oh no! Yeah, two Jews are present. Two, there's three, there's opinions. three opinions. Yeah, For every, so, if two Jews are pre- two Jews are present, there are three opinions. Yeah, no, and so and that's that's like from them. Th- they yes, laugh like, about this. It's, anyway, yeah. so uh, but but you know, I start by two things yesterday. Um, first of all, the uh, like the first psalm that they prayed <laughs> at. Shabbat mm, yeah. was Psalm ninety five, which is the psalm we pray every morning for the invitatory, um, and and so. That was cool to see that, uh, that there was some unity there. Um, and then the other thing that I was struck by is that Shabbat really is set aside. Like, oh, yes. Very, for a lot very intentional. of people, very, very intentional. Even if you're not following all the laws about work and stuff like that, like people uh, have a dinner on Friday night. Then they get up and they go and uh, they go to the the synagogue and have a Shabbat service, and then they have lunch, mm-hmm. like as a family. Uh, then they hang out, a nap, a nap. They go to the kibitz club and they drink a little bit of uh, the men. Of the men go. Stuff we had. Oh, well, you didn't like it because it was a nice. I don't like licorice, oh, but gosh, it was, it was um, so good. Arnok, Arnok, Arnok. It's like Greek ouzo if anyone's familiar with that. Yeah, it um, was delicious. Uh, but the men go to a kiddish club, which kiddish club is part of the not a kibitz club. <laughs> kiddish club. Uh, they, and they, uh, kid, they go to the kiddish club and commit. And that's exactly right. And the men drink, and what do they do when they have a drink is to discuss Torah. Torah, To discuss the Torah selection for that week. Yeah. Um, So we were saying, like, you know, if it it really is in a way, kind of condemns us in a way. It's like, how do we observe our Sabbath? Yeah, I was thinking about that last night. I I mean, now I will say, preface that with, in Israel, in Jerusalem, it is... Maybe a little easier, yes, because certainly. the state of Israel, right? Um, I mean, it is state sponsored in a yeah. way. I mean, right? So there, there is a a, a Shabbat, you know, uh, a, a sort of alarm <laughs> awareness. At least maybe in the old quarter, we haven't heard it yet. Uh, in the Jewish quarter, right? That signals Shabbat, and the Israeli buses stop. There, there are no buses on on Israeli buses on Shabbat. You, you know, because they can't drive, yeah. and so. Any Jewish business shuts down. I mean, yeah, Friday and Saturday are the normal days off of work. Right. Yeah. There, it's not Saturday Sunday. It's Friday Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the culture really helps that. Um, but yeah, I was I was kind of convicted. Like, okay, you know, this year I've done a decent job, more or less, taking a day off and only doing things that are kind of uh, allow kind of this this um, space. Yeah, a day of rest, a yeah. day of. Not a, just a day off. My friend Enrique always tries to get people to change from day off to day of rest, mm-hmm. right? Because that's really what it ought to be, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, it's not, I'm not a priest. It's, I'm a priest and I'm a human being and God commanded us to to take time and right. rest, right? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, honestly, the year before at the seminary, pretty much I worked every day. Yeah. Like, not not all the time every day. I had fun on some days, but... There, there was work to be done every day. Right. And, uh, and so I wonder, like, can I plan my life 
well enough that on Sundays at the seminary, except for because I'm going to be a master's so, ceremonies. But except, that's not work, right? It's not. Yeah, but as yeah, we, you know, yeah. even even the junior, right? Like the praise of yeah, God, it's not, it's right, not yeah. work. It's different. It's, it's different, a different, right? Thing, but yeah. but I can imagine that there would be menial labor, as yeah, they yeah, said yeah. the saying. So, uh, can I arrange my life so that it's not, you yeah. know, like I'm not writing a paper on Sunday night, Sunday night yeah. right? Like, or I'm not, you know. Taking a canon law quiz on Sunday night, you know? <laughs> which that happened. Yeah, yeah. And, and, that, and there's no skin. Like, yeah, the 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 law is different, right? For, for right, we're Christians. Right? It's we're Christians, certainly. Um, but I mean, it, it, there is something about the Lord's Day, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. we should be taking time, and it should look different, and we should spend time, and 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 the seminary does help that mm. for sure. But um, yeah, it's definitely impressive uh, yeah. for, for sure because even in the wide spectrum of practice of judaism which we've seen and we have seen quite the spectrum i mean they, there's there's all the spectrum oh, yeah, yeah, i yeah. mean the most ultra orthodox as they as it is referred to yeah. here even to the most secular yeah. um uh jew is is but they all have this even even the secular even like- sec, sec, secular jews really observe Shabbat. I mean, yeah. in, in some way, right? It is yeah. different. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's a, it's a challenge for us, I sure. think. Um, it's a good example. Yeah. So, yeah, there's been a lot. Uh, today, I think, though, was the first, I, I don't know, explicitly Christian day. Yeah, I mean, we went to the... Holy Sepulchre. The Holy Sepulchre. And did Old Jerusalem. Of course, and I mean, that's... And, the, because yeah, like, that, that is pretty Christian as it yeah, turns that, out. That is but, the Because um, we're Bethlehem. Yeah, yeah I mean, we did all Christian things All Christian today. things today. Yeah, yeah I, mean, it, I mean, we went to the, the Herodian mm-hmm. te- uh, palace. But even that plays very strongly oh, into yeah. the, to the, the our, as they like to say, narrative. Oh, narrative. Uh, the narrative. Because uh, everyone's got a different the narrative. narrative. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you guys can't tell, Mark Aber is a uh, is a philosopher, mm-hmm. and he is not a postmodern. Uh, I am not. There has been some clashes with that, so, so but that's my life. It's yeah. okay. No, it's all right. It's it's a good thing. Um, well, I thought like today one or, or today emphasizes sort of a culmination of a lecture that we had a few days ago. Now my days are mixed up at this point. Oh yeah. Um, but we had a lecture from a Baptist minister, actually, um, about the land. The oh, yeah. Around. And it was, it was biblical geography, which sounds super boring. But oh, yeah, that was really good. It was all about what it means. What does it mean when God promises Israel the land, right? Uh, the quote-unquote promised land, even though it doesn't say that. Yeah. It says a land of promise. Yeah. Um, what is that? how do Jews understand that? How maybe do Christians understand it? How do we pick that up? Um, And how to, his big thing was to read the land that since we're here, we can learn to read the land and it will inform scripture. I mean, and it, there, there, the scriptures, especially old Testament scriptures and even new Testament scriptures are so intertwined with the land here, right? It's so, so connected. And today we got to see that, right? We were at Herod's temple. Oh yeah, that was cool. The Herodian temple, yeah. and we're on the mountain, and we're looking. I mean, you can just see the whole holy. You can see the Dead Sea. You can see Jerusalem. You can see everything. And Herod built this massive, be- one of his many massive, beautiful temples or palaces. Uh, palaces. Um, Might have been a temple to himself, uh, but 
But one thing in particular that struck me, and I think a, a lot in our group, is that we could see just down from this mountain, which is really like a hill, that he artificial hill that he made for himself. Um, we're looking down in the valley to see Bethlehem. And this little, which is now a big old city. Town of it's, yeah, old little town of Bethlehem, which is now a huge metropolitan city. The, one of the biggest in Palestine. Yeah, it's like uh, the third biggest. Yeah, and in Bethlehem, just we could see that, wow, this... Jesus, the Word became incarnate, not in this huge palace on top of this hill, but in a very small, like a very small, insignificant, like little town. And to actually see that from a big palace and where God had chosen to become incarnate, literally a stone's throw away. Yeah. And that Herod didn't know it. Yeah. Right? He, and he was searching for it and literally was at his doorstep yeah. and he didn't know. Yeah. You know, on that same note, uh, one of the things that I've been struck by over and over again is... You know, I've been to Europe, and I've been mm. to the big cathedrals. Yes. Right? And they're big, and they're grand, and the doors are huge, and that kind of thing. Mm. And here, it's just not the... It's the it's, opposite. It's the opposite. Like, I was underwhelmed when I saw, when we walked up on the Holy Sepulchre. I was like, uh, not front. not going in. But right? the front, but, yeah. But like, you the walk facade. up, and you're like... Wait, that's the Holy Sepulchre? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the place where Jesus <laughs> suffered and uh, died, suffered, and, died and was and... resurrected. What? Like, yeah, it has a slightly big door, but it's really not that big. And it's Jerusalem. There's a psalm that says Jerusalem is built as a, a city strongly With compact. Strongly compact. Like, <laughs> it is very the, true. It is extremely true. Like, you would miss. Yeah. One of the things that's going to be a challenge is when we're on our own to, like, find things because it's just compact like and the so intricate it, it's very intricate um so it, but i was also struck especially by the church in the nativity mm. because to get into the church in the nativity and this is kind of a historical accident but but kind of a great but one but kind of a great one you literally have to duck down uh-huh. like only a child could get through without without uh without ducking down almost on hands and knees i mean you're almost you're you're pretty far down like it, it's like a maybe like a four foot or three foot wide door maybe a little bit narrower than that and probably like four four, yeah. four foot high yeah. like it i mean it's not tiny and you can easily get through it but like no the, their purpose was to not allow a horse to get in or anything large to get out right. <laughs> but um so it's it was underwhelming it looked like a parish church yeah. like, like honestly like this is what i would imagine a parish church to look like that was a thousand years old right yeah, like so, yeah. you know uh but that's the beauty of the place mm, that's mm-hmm. the that's the thing right yeah. like jesus christ didn't he didn't pick to come into a, a big palace Mm-mm. you know he didn't come as a man who was had great power no he came as a baby like in this cave basically um and it makes sense it makes perfect sense oh, yeah. that i have to like lower myself lower myself to enter into this cave just like he lowered himself to get to get there right you know mm-hmm. um and it's the place of it's almost interesting like we were talking about the conflict uh, and we won't go too far in there but Christ was born into an occupied territory, and Bethlehem is still an occupied territory, right? I, well, I don't know if using already taking aside, taking aside, perhaps, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Like 
even if it's not an occupied, yeah, yeah. like, no, no. even yeah. if, even if we're not talking about Israel, right? Like, it's occupied, liberated, whichever, ver- whichever yeah, adjective I mean, you would like to describe it's, it. It's difficult, right? Yeah. Like, it's oh, a difficult it's, place. It and, is very um, much so. And I think that's part of the, it, it teaches us something, you know, and I hope that one day it's not, right? I hope that one day it's very easy to come to Bethlehem and it's still, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's safe for, for Americans us. to come yes. here for sure. Uh, oh yeah, we've had no nothing. no problems. Though I will say there was, I there, it was completely safe. What we did, we took a tour with our group to one of the refugee camps in oh, yeah. Palestine right on the other uh, side of the separation wall here. And uh, that was extremely important, I think, for us, uh, because it was completely eye-opening to a real ignorance that I know I had. Um, And I'm going to kind of paint a brush and say most of America, maybe, probably doesn't know. Because it's, yeah. Um, So that, but that was, I think, a good sort of, kind of fright of what this is what these people have to live with every single yeah. day um but uh, i mean but that's a completely not neither here nor there for coming to the holy land because but for us we we had we are very blessed to be americans and it's very easy for us yeah. to maneuver here yeah very yeah, I mean, very easy it's really not that bad yeah so barely um, noticeable actually yeah for yeah, us for us now it's noticeable because there's like a wall in your backyard a massive wall with snipers on the roof yeah i mean uh, but uh but it's you know uh, Perceived safety versus actual, actual safety. safety. You're very safe. Uh, very, very safe. So, yeah. yeah well, uh, that's probably long enough for, for today. So much could be said. There, there's so much more to be said. And I'm sure yeah. we'll, we'll talk again over the next the course of the next uh, week or so. Maybe I'll bring the mic and we'll do one from Galilee. Oh, yeah. We have a, a Galilean uh, podcast. Uh, maybe, we'll go, well, maybe we'll go up a mountain and... Oh, that would be interesting. I'll by the Sea of Galilee. That, that'd be cool. The problem is the wind. I yeah. gotta have a. I gotta have something to cover the, the top true. so the wind doesn't yeah. hit it. Um, anyway, well, this has been the the Being Church podcast. Uh, thank you so much for listening. If you like what we hear, um, please subscribe to the podcast. Um, give us a review on iTunes, and know we're praying for you. Um, especially as Mark and I continue on our travels here with. With the entire group that we're with, we're with about 20 people mm-hmm. um, in total. Uh, we'll all be praying for you. We pray as a community on a regular basis. Um, and, uh, and certainly everyone in the Being Church podcast is in my, my prayers. Um, and uh, yeah, so do those things and go be church. Oh, and thanks to Mark Abear for coming for his first time on the Jeez. Being Church podcast. Uh, no problem. If, uh, thanks for having me. It's uh, been great. Of course. I'm sorry. I'm not good at this hosting thing. It's totally okay. Anyway, but um, cool, man. All right.